This is 5G Talent Talk with Carrie Charles, CEO of Broadstaff Talent Solutions. Brought to you by RCR Wireless News and Telecom Careers. Connect at CarrieCharles.com. And now, here's Carrie Charles. Since 1949, the Wireless Infrastructure Association has been representing businesses that develop, build, own and operate the nation's wireless infrastructure. And today we have with us Jonathan Adelstein, a former FCC commissioner and president and CEO of the Wireless Infrastructure Association. We're gonna talk today a little bit about WIA, the needs of the 5G workforce, and get a little glimpse into the future and talk about also a very exciting virtual event that's coming up that WIA is creating. So Jonathan, thank you so much for joining me today on 5G Talent Talk. Well, thanks for having me, Carrie. It's always great to be with you. You're doing such a great job of finding talent and uh, we're happy to partner with you. Thank you, Jonathan. Thanks for that. Tell us a little bit more about the Wireless Infrastructure Association. Well, WIA has about 200 members that span the entire ecosystem of wireless infrastructure. So from the carriers to the tower companies, infrastructure owners, the companies that service them, including the manufacturers of equipment and uh, the, the companies that are doing the work on the ground for site acquisition and engineering and the legal work, really everything that it takes to build the, the, the hardware side of the of the network, um, you know, all the way down to uh, small cells up to up to towers and everything in between. So we're in an exciting place where our members are, are building out uh, the 5G network after a very successful 4G build. Uh, and our industry is moving ahead, even in these troubled economic times and so many jobs are being lost. Uh, it's wonderful to have an industry that uh, is moving ahead and serving people at this time. They really need it more than ever uh, with broadband connectivity. Boy, you're right about that, Jonathan. So I can't, I just can't wait. I'm going to have to talk about this right in the beginning. Uh, WIA hosts one of the top industry conferences each year called Connectivity Expo or ConnectX. But this year, in the place of an in-person event, you created an extraordinary virtual experience called ConnectX All Access, and it debuts on May 19th. And the neatest part of this whole thing is it's free to attend. So Jonathan, I attend ConnectX every single year and it has just been a phenomenal event. So I cannot wait for ConnectX All Access. Tell us more about it. Well, we were really excited about going down to Miami. We had a great lineup set and we were so heartbroken that with the situation, it just wasn't safe to do it for, for our participants. Uh, and we, we wanted to move on though. We couldn't not do something. We want to bring the industry together. WI's role is to convene all of us. We're sort of the place that holds the family reunion for the whole industry uh, at our annual ConnectX. And so we're going to do it virtually. We're doing the best we can under the circumstances. And we have a, a great lineup uh, coming together. Um, we're glad you know, to make it free to pay back all the great work that our, uh, our sponsors and exhibitors and participants have done over the years. And we want to bring everybody uh, the latest on what's happening in the industry, what's happening on the ground, what are the plans for deployment? We'll be hearing from carriers and, and, the, and the wireless infrastructure owners, what they're seeing in terms of plans for 5G deployment, CapEx trends, workforce trends, regulatory issues that they're facing and how they're 
basically dealing with this new uh, health environment, trying to get this network built uh, at a time of unprecedented challenge. Uh, so we're trying to find where the opportunities are, but also where the pain points are and give our uh participants a sort of window into what's happening so they can really come together with others in the industry and get the latest uh, scoop on on business trends and, and plans so they can make their own plans uh, for their own businesses to grow and take advantage of, of what's happening uh, in terms of, of investments in 5G. So I know it's a bit of a challenge that, you know, we're all not able to come together at these conferences, but the exciting news is that everyone that's listening to this podcast can participate in this virtual event, ConnectX All Access. And let's just, I just want to give everyone a, a, a website or uh, how do they access this event if they want to register? Well, the event's right at wa.org, and registration is now open. We're putting together uh, panels, and uh, we have a lot of them lined up and a lot of the speakers. But people can register right now, um, and it, May 19th is debuting. It'll be available uh, on the web uh, thereafter as well for a period of time. So, you know, if people can, can get into it right now, put it on your calendars, mark it down. Uh, you'll still be possibly stuck at home. Maybe you'll be out in the field and you'll be able to watch it later. Uh, but it's going to be really uh, packed with valuable uh, insight into what's happening in the industry right now. And that's on May 19th. And don't forget, it is free to attend. So Jonathan, let's switch gears a bit and let's talk about the current state of the wireless workforce. What are your thoughts there? Well, until this uh, pandemic crisis hit, we were facing a severe labor shortage. There was a problem with people having the skills to match the needs out there, uh, both in the tower side and the small cell side and, and fiber. Just generally speaking, construction was super tight and it was uh, hard to locate talent. I think, Carrie, you probably had a similar uh, view as we've talked about it over time, yes. what you were seeing, how tight things were. And right. now a combination of factors, some, some slowdowns with permitting, some, you know, hiccups with getting getting work done uh, and, you know, the the, the sort of uh, uh, companies assessing what to do with their cash needs. It's got things in a little bit of a of a of a hiccup, but, but a lot of construction is going forward right now. And we expect as these uh, strictures loosen that we're going to see basically uh, a real move forward, especially when T-Mobile gets going in earnest and, and Verizon has been pretty steady and actually increased its CapEx and AT&T is, uh, is moving ahead. Uh, so there's work in virtually every front, uh, fiber, small cell tower, and the labor shortage is going to, is going to come back to get us when people get their uh, feet really, really moving on this thing. So we're hopeful that we can bring in some of the folks that are displaced from other industries that might not get back uh, to where they were. Unemployment has just shot up, I think, the fastest uh, in in recent memory, perhaps the fastest in American history, right. uh, with the possible exception of the Great Depression, how fast it happened. Now, we're hoping it comes down quickly, but we do expect that there's going to be uh, opportunities for the wireless industry to find some new blood and bring it into the industry. And we'd love to uh, 
help with that. I know you, Carrie, are, are going to be helping with that, and your your company is going to be spotting that talent and try to bring them in. And we want to uh, to help make sure they get properly trained, get into apprenticeships or whatever it is that can help people to reskill and move into wireless with the knowledge they need to be really successful, and not just temporarily, but to find a new career in our industry. And we're uh, we're working with employers to create pathways for professional growth and attracting um, a whole new uh, workforce to, to meet the challenges of 5G. So I, I agree with you 100%, Jonathan, with everything you said, you were spot on. And it is exciting that we're going to bring in some new talent and really help people to reskill, upskill, and use their transferable skills to get to work in the wireless industry. So how do you think all of this is going to affect the rollout of 5G? Well, I think people are recognizing in every sector of the economy how important 5G is now. I mean, we're all relying on broadband more than we ever did. We're a little bit stuck in the home in, in many cases, but uh, you know, the importance of this connectivity is <clears throat> something we experience every day um, in, in ways that governments are seeing. They're going online, um, healthcare, 5G is going to enable not only faster uh, speeds, but more devices on the network, less latency that opens up whole new applications in healthcare and transportation and education as we're seeing, uh, you know, new advances in remote education and responding to this sort of urgent crisis. 5G is going to provide solutions for all of these uh, many uh, human endeavors. So policymakers in Washington get this, policymakers in the states get it. We're getting unprecedented support from Trump administration, from states, 28 states have passed laws to facilitate broadband deployment. Municipalities are working with us to try to open up uh, the permitting process. So we're getting support not only from government, but from industries that are going to use 5G. And I think it's going to really, really take off. I mean, it's a always a business case model where we can see these applications. We don't even know what they're going to be yet, but there's going to be so many new businesses that are grown out of this, but they're not going to be the ones that are building the networks. You know, the, the, the companies like AT&T, Verizon, T-Mobile, our members and our carriers are investing more in CapEx than any other industry in the United States. And yet a lot of the benefits go to other companies, Facebook, Google, Uber was created whole cloth out of 4G. Uh, new, vast industries will grow and businesses that have huge valuations as a result of, of 5G. So we have to make sure that our uh, companies can uh, basically capitalize on that, that we don't have excess regulations that drag down these companies' ability to deploy and raise costs and make it impossible to make the business case work. And we need to make sure that uh, that the workforce is trained to do it efficiently because there is not unlimited capex. We need to make sure the available funding to build this network is deployed properly. The networks get built right the first time. There's no need for rework. We're seeing, you know, in 4G, we saw a lot of need for, for rework because, frankly, you know, we haven't had the training we need to, to get it done right uh, the first time. And there have been safety issues as well. So I think with uh, the proper training through apprenticeship, uh, we can get the workforce uh, to be more efficient. All of these steps are required to uh, build out the 5G network so that the entire U.S. economy can basically recover. and We can create jobs not only in our industry, but in virtually every other uh, sector of the economy. 
So Jonathan, WIA is working very hard to solve some of these workforce challenges. And you talked about training just now, which is a crucial piece in the 5G puzzle. And can you talk a little bit about tech and TIRAP and the apprenticeships? Because there's some phenomenal programs that WIA has established around training and development and education and getting this workforce ready. Well, there's a lot of good companies that, that sort of do training in their own specialized way or companies doing their own internal training. But what we've found is that there's really not a comprehensive, systematic effort to train the wireless workforce. And there's no, um, there was no fundamental baseline course. We all had a shared knowledge of what it was all about. I mean, a lot of people out there work in this field. They've been in the field for a long time, and they don't know the basics of, of wireless uh, engineering and 5G. So WI created the Telecommunications Education Center, or TEC, T-E-C, to address uh, those needs. We, we have baseline uh, courses in wireless 101, for example, 5G fundamentals. Uh, we're, we have a site acquisition course. We're putting them online. Some of them are already online and available, and we're improving and building upon those and building out other courses. We also have more in-depth uh, curriculum in, in small cell and a number of fields, OSHA, I mean, the list goes on and on. Some of them are available no place besides WI. Some of them are, are, are well taught uh, elsewhere in the industry, but we want to have a comprehensive offering so that employers that are trying to get their workforce up to speed can have a little competitive advantage by making sure that they have uh, an understanding of the basics of the field they're working in, which helps everybody. We found a lot of our uh, companies that have basically taken advantage of that have found it to be so good to put their entire workforce through. And they found even their accounting department benefits from understanding the milieu they're operating in. Their, uh, their, their side act folks understand why things need to go where they go because of the basic nature of the propagation of different frequencies and they, they get it better. So they're able to be more competitive if they have more knowledge. And it's not surprising this happened. I mean, our industry is growing really fast and the technology is evolving quickly and the academic world hasn't kept up with us. With us. You know, there hasn't right. been a commensurate effort to teach this in schools or to have, you know, training programs that are comprehensive across the industry. So as a trade association for the whole industry, we feel we're going to help fill that gap. And we're also trying to help employers come up with pathways for their uh, workers to develop and become even more proficient. Apprenticeship has worked in virtually every other construction-related industry. It's perfect for wireless. Uh, so we pioneered the telecommunications um, infrastructure registered apprenticeship program. And it's something that we uh, are offering to employers. 30 employers have already joined with commitments to run 2,000 apprentices through. And they're finding, you know, we're helping them get through some of the bureaucratic issues with DOL, um, but they're finding that it's something that really helps those that have, have uh, taken advantage of it with uh, their training needs, with their safety improvement, quality improvement, mentoring. Uh, there's models that work, and we're trying to bring those into our industry and basically providing that as a free service to, um, to members of, of TIRAP. Uh, and we're really excited that it's getting taken up. And I think we're going to be able to expand that rapidly. We recently won a, a grant to do just that from the Department of Labor. So, Jonathan, I have to say that I think it was about a year ago, I went through your the uh, Telecommunications Education Center course on 5G. And it was fantastic. And, and you know, and I, I will never forget that 
I was just hearing about 5G so much at every conference and every time that I opened my email. But I really got 5G in a different way from that course with tech. So I'm a, a believer in the, the programs and I do, uh, you know, and I think it's important and imperative in our industry as we move forward toward deploying 5G that we get this education. So it's very exciting. Something else, again, what you just said is very exciting. You're, and, and congratulations, by the way, WIA received a $6 million federal grant for a 5G apprenticeship program. Talk more about that grant and how it will be used for workforce development. That grant uh, is sort of a vote of confidence from the Department of Labor and, and what we're doing. These are our management-led apprenticeships that uh, we're trying to partner with community colleges across the country. And we partnered with the Power Communications Contractors Association. It's a group that represents companies that do a lot of work in electric space and fiber and, and water. Uh, but they are, they're some, some are in wireless and some aren't, uh, but they want to get more into wireless. So we're partnering with them. They had established utility technician program in a number of schools. And we suggested, why don't we put a 5G overlay on that so that the utility techs can come out with a 5G understanding and add to the, to the wireless workforce. And they were excited about it. So the Department of Labor saw that, thought it was a great idea. So we're going to expand our reach to community colleges. Uh, there's already been some great work that Nate and others have done to bring tower tech programs into some community colleges, and we can, we can build on that. WI worked with Aiken back when it first started its program, and it's got a good tower tech program. But this is focused on how you go from utility tech into 5G. So small cell is probably the first step for them because these are the folks that work on the bucket trucks and uh, work above the electric line because a lot of them are getting with lineman training or electrical uh, technician training as well through the utility tech program. So it's a perfect complement to a lot of the efforts that are already out there. And eventually, hopefully we can expand that to, to tower as well. So, you know, this is a, a great new development. It gives the WI resources we need to help employers more than we ever have. Um, the ones that are in this program uh, and entire app will benefit from having even more help from WIA to walk employers through the process, hold their hand through it, convene the employers so that they can learn from each other and find out what's working best and the competitive advantage they're going to get by having a, a more um, efficient, effective, trained, mentored workforce is going to really make a difference in the marketplace. I think eventually the, the, the quality and, and safety improvements will be so vast that you'll see lower insurance rates. You'll see um, you favor by, by carriers and infrastructure companies in terms of companies that have, you know, apprenticeships that they're, they're running their team through because the results will be there. We've already seen it in, in our members that have been involved in Tire that they're reporting quality and safety improvements. And, uh, and we expect that, is something that a lot of companies in the industry are going to see and will want to get more engaged in and uh, will be a whole new industry for apprenticeship. But it's about time we get there. You know, a lot of other industries, Carrie, have been doing this for years. Yes. And they've been getting all kinds of federal support for HVAC or pipe fitters mm -hmm. because they learned how to work the system. And we're finally figuring it out now. And WI is trying to lead the industry to figure this out so we can take advantage of it and we can get the federal government to help pay for and support some of our training and help get schools to teach people that will come into our industry. So when we get them, they'll be like people coming out of a, an HVAC school that have had basically somebody else pay for getting them trained. And then we can take advantage of a really committed uh, workforce that has the, the skills we need, particularly as a technology 
evolves into 5G. This is great news, Jonathan. Really, really exciting stuff. I want to talk a little bit about another challenge for the wireless workforce, and that's diversity. Almost every company that I speak with tells me that they would like more diversity. They want to hire more women, promote more women to leadership roles, have a more diverse workforce. How is WIA addressing diversity and supporting their members in this area? Well, that's been a huge commitment of ours as well. And I think uh, our members are, are excited to get more diverse, but they recognize that we're not there yet, um, but they're committed to it. We have established at our annual show, and we're doing it this year virtually, the Supplier Diversity Summit. Basically, we brought together small, diverse, women-owned, minority-owned, uh, veteran-owned businesses with the largest contracting companies in the country, T-Mobile, AT&T, Verizon, American Tower, SBA, Crown, Insight. Um, the list goes on, Vertical Bridge. I mean, we're all committed, and others who basically meet these companies in sort of speed dating, in this case, it'll be chat rooms, but we had meeting rooms down at, uh, at our event. And they've found that these small, uh, diverse companies are actually getting contracts out of it. They're getting recognized by the large companies that have the big contracts, and they're getting work. This year is no exception. So May 20th and 21st, we're setting up a supplier diversity summit. You'll also find that on our website at WA.org under events. We just announced that that is happening again virtually. We wish we could do it in person, but virtually is even easier because we're we're getting great support from um, from our, our carrier members and our our infrastructure owners to try to diversify their supply chain. Doing that, and so supply diversity summits, you know, the number one way we do it. We, we're not um, basically saying let's have a specialized organization that focuses on diversity help us. We're saying this industry association itself is going to lead the way and we're going to bring this effort into our big trade show. In this case, our virtual big trade show, Connect X All Access. And we're doing it again for free. There's no charge for folks to do this. We want to do this as a service to the industry. We want to give back for all the support we've had over the years from, from all of our, our sponsors and exhibitors and say, we're going to try to help this industry diversify. We're going to give people a, a chance to do this. And we really appreciate the support of the largest um, contracting companies in the telecommunications space that are taking their procurement officers and bringing them uh, into our, our chat rooms to meet with these folks. And, and I hope again, I expect again this year, there'll be a lot of real progress and real contracts that come out of that. You know, Jonathan, um, the Women's Wireless Leadership Forum is part of WIA. In fact, I'm on the board of directors of that organization, and it is just a phenomenal organization for diversity in the industry led by WIA. Can you discuss that a bit about how, how WWLF was created and maybe, maybe your, your goals and mission around it? Well, you know even more about it than I do, but it's really something that uh, <laughs> right. the women in the industry are driving and leading, and WIA is sort of the... Uh, the host or the incubator for that. We support the effort by, um, by women in our industry. They're leading that themselves uh, and really effectively. Great events, um, wonderful networking, uh, professional development opportunities that they've created. It's something that, that we have long supported and, uh, and it's, it's, it's paying off. I mean, uh, it's, it's taken on a life of its own with uh, real great leadership from people like you and the board. Uh, it's, it's grown every, every year. Uh, and it really, really contributing, you know, it's a, 
it's a challenging uh, industry. It's been um, sort of predominantly uh, male uh, focused in terms of the number of employees, but we're seeing a real um, growth in the, in the women in this industry. And it's something that is bringing a lot of talent, quality, and uh, in, in, in new um, fresh ideas and thinking into the industry, which is, which is helping everybody. I mean, this is something that isn't about just, you know, raising up women, it's raising up the whole industry. I mean, with all that yes. incredible um, talent and vision, uh, we are really, I think, making uh, leaps and bounds progress on bringing that uh, kind of diversity and making the wireless industry look more like, like America, look more like the broader workforce. And, uh, and that's something that, that we're proud to basically host, but uh, the real drive is from people like you, Carrie, and, and the leadership at WWLF that has done such phenomenal work. You know, you said it perfectly. We all need to work together. This is about the greater good of the industry, and it's going to take a group effort from everyone to create meaningful transformation. Jonathan, tell us more about, or just tell, tell us actually where listeners can reach you. Let's talk about where can they register for ConnectX All Access. I think every single person listening to this podcast should go and register right now. It's free virtual experience on May 19th, and it's, it's going to be phenomenal. So tell us about where they can register for that event and learn more about WIA. Well, WA.org is where it all is. You, you just hit WA.org and, and events and the registration is, is right there. Um, so why wait? Register right now and then they put on your calendar. And if for some reason you get caught up, it'll be available, uh, that content for a period of time. We're going to keep that up on the web. But uh, you want to be the first to hear about it. We're going to have leaders uh, and CEOs from the carriers, from the tower companies, from uh, from manufacturers, from the government, from the FCC and FirstNet's uh, CEO will be there. So we're going to really hear the latest from uh, what's happening in terms of the future of our business. So if you want to be in the future of the business, I would register today so you don't forget and be with us for free. And we're so proud to bring that to the industry and support uh, all of our businesses in this difficult time and bring everybody together as we always do. But this time it's going to be virtual. Jonathan, I so want to thank you for being with us today on 5G Talent Talk. This has just been a very special experience, and I, I know that WIA is bringing phenomenal, phenomenal opportunities and education and just so much to our industry. So thank you for being with me. Well, Carrie, thanks for all you do for the industry. Broadstaff is a tremendous uh, driver of, of talent and skills in the industry and really provides a great service. So I appreciate your, again, hosting us here through this podcast and everything that you do uh, for, for the wireless industry. Thank you. Thanks, Jonathan. And I want to thank you for listening to this insightful episode of 5G Talent Talk brought to you by RCR Wireless News, Telecom Careers, and Broadstaff 5G Talent Solutions. If you'd like to connect with me, I can be reached at carriecharles.com and I will catch you on the next episode. Stay well. You've been listening to 5G Talent Talk with Carrie Charles, CEO of Broadstaff Talent Solutions. Brought to you by RCR Wireless News and Telecom Careers. Connect with Carrie at CarrieCharles.com.